You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic master, Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piazetsna. Through the Piazetsna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition. I didn't plan this, but when I was looking for what to learn, I was I was drawn to the next the next drasha of Derech Um and I'll, I'll say a few words why this is Parshat Vayetze from Tov Reish Tzadi, which is nineteen twenty nine. It's just amazing to, I think you'll see as we're learning, it's amazing to see what the Rebbe was teaching from one week to the next, and I feel like there's there is some kind of shared kuda that he's focusing on here and it just makes me feel like okay the Rebbe was like really involved in in some particular perspective or, or avoda during these times and this was sort of coming through through his teaching it's just kind of a remarkable thing to see what's what's the development uh much we're talking a few days you know so um but also also i think that this uh this Torah has a lot to offer. It deepens some of the concepts we, we've been talking about and, and has a lot to offer on its own. And the coming weeks we'll, we'll devote to Purim learning. And I think these, these Torahs actually open the pathway towards Purim in certain ways as well. Um, so here too, it's a long drasha and we're going to learn. We'll see how far we get. You know, and, uh, and It could be at some point I'll, I'll, I'll choose to skip over some paragraphs to, to try to focus on one theme. Um, so Parsha Fayetze, you have the spot? Yeah. Okay, so Rabbi starts off with the Pasuk, right? Yaakov Avinu was on the run. He stops, goes to sleep, has his dream, the angels, the ladder, and he says, This is the the house of God and the gate of heaven, Vanochi Lo Yadati. I didn't know it. Right? Familiar? So Parish Rashi, Rashi says in that Pasuk, and we'll see also here, there's just something really beautiful that I'm, I'm noticing here. There's like Kedarko, the Rebbe has a certain kind of way that he oftentimes structures the beginning of his drasha. There's a Pasuk, there's a, a Rashi, some questions about Rashi and questions on Shat. Then we'll see what he does here, what he's done in the previous drasha, quoting from one of the previous um, Hasidish Rebbe's in Svarim, and then kind of launching into his own. So it's just this kind of beautiful thing of like Pasuk, Rashi, Pshat questions. What do one of the Rebbe say about it? And then where do we launch up from there? Um, see sort of like just the Hishtashu, like the the link between like from, from the source, like how he moves outward from, from the Uksukim. So Perish Rashi, She'ilu Yadati, Lo Yashanti Bimkom Kadosh Kazer. Remember what Rashi says, Yaakov, what does it mean this is God's house and I didn't know it? If I knew this was God's house, I would have never slept here. Vinavin, you have to understand this. Harashi Piresh Sheamar Evsharavarti Amakom Shehitpalubo Avotai Vloitpalatibo Viyavdate the Mahadev Imke and Yadater Shisha. So he says, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the next Pasuk, Rashi says something that seems to contradict this, right? Because Rashi says that Yaakov Avinu says, wait, is it possible that I walked past the place that my forefathers davened in? Right, this is the same makom of the Akeda. This is where we Yitzchak Lasuch Basadeh. Right, this is the place where all the Avot prayed. So Yaakov is asking, is it possible that I passed there and, and I didn't daven? 
and that he actually turned around and went back to specifically that place. So if that period Rashi, he said, what do you mean, Yaakov, you did know that this was a holy place, and you planned to go back there before you went to sleep. So here you're saying, if I knew, I would have gone to sleep. Here you're saying, I knew, and I went back there. So these are his questions on Rashi. And then the the, on, the continue, continuation of the psukim vayidir Yaakov neder lemor right Yaakov takes an oath im yelokim imadi if God's going to be with me etc. Rabbi asks hello Hashem miftichoshi aimach what do you mean God already said ki aimach God said I'm going to be with you so why is Yaakov now taking an oath if you're going to be with me God umahal lemor vayadai vayidir Yaakov neder imihiya why is it Yaakov took an oath to say you could have just been enough Yaakov took an oath. If God will be with me. Okay, so these are the Rabbi's questions, these contradictions in Rashi. Yeah, I, I didn't know and I, I wouldn't have slept here. I knew and that's why I went back there. That's the first contradiction. The next thing, what's with the language in his oath? Mm-hmm. Now, we may touch on these answers, we may not. Let's, <laughs> okay, we'll go on. By so, Kedarko, the Rabbi, opens with here a quote from not only one of the previous Rebbe's, but from the Noam Elimelech. He says, "Omnam itam izikne akados Rabbi Rabbi Elimelech." That's all. Yesterday was Rabbi Elimelech here. Rabbi Elimelech's yard site, and uh, and 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 the Rabbi oftentimes particularly draws from his own um, ancestry, he had ancestry on both sides of his family, his wife's family, of all the great Hasidish Rebbe's and Koznitz, Karli, and Rabbi Elimelech, the Morav Shemesh. He oftentimes draws from his own ancestry. Um, I think there's something really chashuv there. I'll say also Darach Agav. Rabbi Elimelech is in a sense my ancestor too. Not in as a direct way, but um, from my Bobby's family, you know, as the other grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Bobby's family come from uh, the Bnei Saschar, who was Rabbi Tzvi Elimelech, who was named after his uncle, Rabbi Elimelech Mijent. He was the, the son of Rabbi Elimelech's uh, sister. And uh, I'm saying it's also just, uh, I feel like it's helpful to recognize that the holy teachers and words and, and ideas that we, we learn, like it's not these, you know, disconnected, you know, it's not this religion. Like this is a family heritage. There's like a lineage that we're, we're mamash um, inheriting when we're learning Torah. And 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 the, the, even the, the people who are teaching us, like this is, there's a communication that's within our DNA. You know, I feel like this is also Yisod in the Rebbe's Torah that he tries to give over in all different ways. And and I think even in just choosing who to who to learn from, there's there's something in that. The Avot, right? We just yeah. saw the Avot. If I passed by their house, I have to go back to where they prayed. Like, how could I not? So this is also, I, I'd say, maybe just to give it a word that we see in the Rebbe's. Ex- explicitly articulates many times this relationship both back towards our roots and how plugging into that um, is not the end point but is actually the beginning point for us to extend it further in our time in our ways yeah that, that our, our aboda is to connect to what our avot have given us what our avot and imahot have given us and to take it further into our realm into our times so he's quoting Ita Mizikne Rabbi Rabbi Melech Melijansk Allah Pasuk Vayidaber Lokim at Kol Hadri Ma'el Leimor Anochi. Right, this is the Aserta Dibrot. God said all of these words Leimor in order to say 
Anochi. Now we all know the rest of the pasuk is Anochi Hashem Elokech Asher Seitich Amaretz Mitzrayim, right? But uh, but Rabbi Elokech says Anochi. Shekol Hadvarim Shediber Elokim V'Chol Hamitzvot Hem Leimor Anochi. Right? God spoke all of these words in order to say Anochi. Rabbi Elokech says every all the words of Torah. All the words that God speaks, all of the mitzvot are for one purpose, hem lemor anochi, to say, I. Sheyeda ha'ish et ha'anochi Hashem. V'yasig emitziyuto. That all Torah, all words of Torah and all mitzvot are for the purpose for a person to know et ha'anochi Hashem. To know the identity of God that's being, that's expressing itself there. And to come to comprehend or perceive God's reality. Okay? So all Torah, all mitzvot is just for, for that word, for that anochi, to be heard, to be known. Now the, now the piece is, is saying his own words. Pashtut, what this means, the whole purpose of Torah and mitzvot is for us to know Hashem, to know God. Well, a person might then ask, Why do you need so many mitzvot? Right? That one would have been enough, probably. There's an explicit mitzvah. There could have just been one, one sentence. Know that there is a God. That's the purpose of all mitzvot, that to know there's a God. You could have just said that in one sentence. Why do I need it? Hundreds of mitzvot for that. Only somebody who has no concept of what it means to know God could could begin to even conceive of knowledge of God as being something simple and easy. To ask this question, what you could have told me in one word. All the days of our lives, we need to work and work and work to merit, to touch this awareness, to touch this knowledge. And all this, a whole lifetime of Avodot Hashem, and maybe, maybe. I'm not only talking about a lifetime of work to come to know the depths of perceiving God. But even for the simple knowledge that, that there is a God above, below. Just, just the, the, the simple awareness and knowledge of that itself takes a lifetime of, of work. Okay. Do you want sheets, brother? No? I'm good. Good. Says, he's quoting from Gemara Brachos now, we're paraphrasing, that Chazal said that our intention in Kriyat Shema is to proclaim God's kingship, to to hear and proclaim God's that God is Melech, that 
that God is above, below, in all the four corners of the earth, from all directions. And in that same kavana, Chazal also said that we should have kavana of misirat nafshenu elavibrach, giving our souls over to God. And the Rebbe says it's because these two things, the knowledge that God is in all, all directions, up, down, below, above, within, without, in all directions, depends on Mesir Nefesh Hashem, on giving our souls over. Is that a question? Well, it's, it's paraphrasing. The Gemara in Brachot Yugimel, I don't know if you have the exact source there. No? no, no Gemara Yugimel says that you have to have the Kavana of when you say um, Dalid, Chad, there's a Chet, it's Dalid, up, down, in all the four directions. And, um, and then there, he's also now also quoting from later in Brachot, where Bechol Nafshecha, that that you're giving up your whole nefesh, your whole soul to God, and that Gemara there itself goes into the story of Rabbi Akiva, mm-hmm. who who died saying the words and he said, "My whole life I've been waiting to give my soul in this way." So the Rabbi saying, the knowledge that God is in all, in all, and everywhere, and the giving of our soul to God is one thing. Is that, that is the same kavana? Why? There's a kind of knowledge where there's some knowledge in my mind that exists together with all the other things that I know. You know, maybe we'd call it a bit of information. I know something and I know a lot of other things too. Okay, I know many things and I also know this. But this particular yidiyah, this particular knowledge, does not affect the rest of my knowledge. And so therefore, when I think of something else, I could forget that bit of knowledge. And and also it's even possible for me to just completely forget about that whole bit of knowledge. It could it was in my mind and, and I once knew it and then it just it's gone. So that's one kind of knowledge. There's another kind of knowledge that is more pronounced. And it spreads more fully throughout the person to the extent that it, act, that it acts upon all of the rest of our knowledge. It affects the, our, the entirety of, our, of what we know. For example, he's going to give an example that's not yet something like you know, godly knowledge. He's going to give an example that, that's, that's more relatable. So, for example, some, you might open up a sefer and you see some kind of new idea, some new derech, a new, a new pathway, um, whether it's a drasha or some kind of chasidish sefer, you learn, and you get really turned on by it and you, you, you like it, you enjoy it. So, for some time afterward, as long as that thing is still exciting, you, every book you open, every concept you see, it all, in your mind, it's all hinting to the same idea. You ever experienced that? 
ואף שאינו יכול להוציא את הדבר אל הפועל וליישב את המקרא לפי עניין של רבי ספר. So even if I can't necessarily prove to you why this thing I'm reading here, this puzzle could actually have to do with the same idea that I saw in Rabbi Nachman, it, meaning it, it kind of is a vague knowledge in me, but I, in my mind it's clear to me that they're all connected. Nonetheless, my mind wants to grasp onto that knowledge and let it mamash touch everything else that I'm seeing and let them all be attached to that singular idea. So why is this? Because this knowledge that has now entered into me, it's spread out throughout my mind. And it is now acting upon all of my knowledge, upon all of my awareness, upon everything else that I know. That's really what all the other things, so to speak, that I know are being colored by this deeper awareness that's really touching me in a deeper place. So then all of my knowledge, all bits and pieces of information, everything that I'm encountering, it's all coming back to that same idea that is, that's, sitting in a, in, a, in a deeper place with him. So what the Rebbe's now going to explain what this is about, why some things, how some things activate and work within us in a, in a more flushed out way, and some things kind of stay on the surface. Inyan HaDavarhu Keikol kochot mitgalim min hanefesh all of the kochot within us, all of our abilities, all of our capabilities of our, of our nefesh, you know, the faculties of the soul, if you will, they're revealed, the, the limbs of the body, the body itself, are the means by which the soul, the soul's abilities become revealed. The soul is expressed through, and com- becomes known through, Parts of the body, functions of the body. Let's see what he means, okay? Sight, vision, the ability to see, which he calls is a koch of the nefesh. Right? It's the vital force within me is what allows me to see, not my eyes. Ah, but my eyes are that which bring out that koch of vision, that ability of sight. The soul's ability to hear, to listen, it's revealed through the ears. Even da'at enoshi, even my, my just human understanding and ability to comprehend things and perceive things, it does not exist or pertain to the soul alone. Meaning, knowledge, the way our knowledge works, also has a, is, is expressed through bodily function. Okay, you, let's read on. There's such thing as, as, there's types of knowledge that don't penetrate all the way to the nefesh, to the, to the soul. They, they remain external. He's now borrowing a Kabbalistic term. Right, the, the, the vessels, the body being a primary vessel for the soul's 
um, container, containment, yeah? The body is the vessel of the soul. And each of these particular parts of the body, the eyes, the ears, the, the brain, so to you know, maybe in this, in this context, they're all different vessels for different um, abilities of the soul. So there's an external reality of kelim and there's an internal reality of kelim. You know, you can imagine a, a jug. It's just the outer wall of it. And then there's the inside of the jug, which actually holds whatever the content is. So there is knowledge that remains, there is knowledge that is acquired through the, the body function of mind, through brain, that doesn't attach and connect all the way to nefesh, doesn't penetrate all the way to nefesh, and it remains on the outer on the outer layers of the vessel. It remains sort of in my in my body knowledge and not in my soul knowledge. Okay, we'll read his words a little more and we'll get a fuller picture of what what, what he's getting at. Just like, for example, anything that I see with my eyes, it's gone once I'm not looking at it anymore. Knowledge works the same way. No, sorry. Thank you for the, the duke. A simple thing that I perceive with my eyes that I don't get really excited about, I don't, in a sense, take it inward more. I'm not mitfael mimena. So once I'm not looking at it anymore, once it's out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, Once it's out of sight, it, it doesn't stick with me at all. Which, by contrast, for example, I don't know if he's going to get to this one, but by contrast, there are things that I look at, that I see, that I get really interested in, or, or inspired by. I don't need to see it anymore with my eyes to, to, to see it. Right? I can see it with my, with my inside. I can continue to envision it, to talk, to visualize it in my mind, to get excited about it, to be inspired by it. I don't have to see the actual thing in front of me anymore. The object becomes, the vision of the object becomes internalized by the nefesh. Yeah, it's imprinted onto the onto the soul. But there are things, the Rebbe says, that or that that enter into the innards of the nefesh more deeply. that we get activated by. Right, the, the the nefesh here. Just to you know, I'm using the generic word soul, but something that I, I think we've talked about here before is that nefesh is the embodied soul. Nefesh is the, according to the Torah, Hadam who, Hanefesh Badamhi, the Nefesh is embodied by the blood. And, and all of the body's activity that gets, you know, think about when you get, when you're, when you're emotionally excited or, or afraid or, or, or happy or, or depressed, whatever it is, there's a body activity, there's a bodily function that is accompanying that. The blood is 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 moving. Your body temperature is changing. Um, the sensations in the body are 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 changing, right? So so the nefesh is that that living animating force within the body that is experiencing life and re- responding to life. So there are now back to the Rabbi's words. How do, what does it mean that that an experience enters into my nefesh more deeply? It means that I am mitpael. Something starts to change within me. Something is activated in me. 
Le'ahava, I might feel love. Le'pachad, I might feel fear. Le'simcha, joy. Ve'gam achar she'avar devar minegede nav, odo bidim yonol l'negdo. Mi'godel hidrag shut nafsho. Even when that object that I encountered, or that person, or that experience is, is not before me, before my eyes anymore, in my dimayon, in my imagination, it's still right there in front of me. Mi'godel hidrag shut nafsho. Because my soul became really filled with emotion by it. Yes, the encounter has passed away from the chitzoniut of my kelim, from the outer reality of my eyes, so to speak. But on the inner reality of my kli, the pnimi, in my insides, it's remained there. Because it, it did penetrate into my nefesh. It touched that more core layer of my life, of my being. And in the nefesh, As for, for the nefesh, there's no difference if something is in front of your eyes or not. Yeah, you with you with you with yeah. us so far? Is is what he's saying clear? Is it makes sense? So. I'm, I'm I'm just curious about the, the term nefesh, um, mm-hmm. as in. First of all, the the thing that I'm really getting is it's sort of like how impressionable human beings are. Oh, yeah. I think that's the, the one thing I'm really absorbing. It's sort mm-hmm. of like seeing something is almost like dropping some food coloring into water. Mm-hmm. So it's on the mm-hmm. outside of the water, right? It's on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then one drop goes in. And the whole thing can change. Yeah. yeah. And then it's gone. It's, it's no longer, as in you pull away the dropper... Right, it's no longer on the outside. It's right. no longer. That's a beautiful mashal. I mean, part of what the Rebbe's describing now here is that what, that mashal works for something that's been internalized by the nefesh. Mm-hmm. Right, the whole nefesh becomes suffused, suffused, yeah. and changed in that moment, right. and and it takes it into itself. Right, we're not so um, permeable to every experience. Uh, not every nefesh is so sensitive to experience, but but that becomes then the. The degree mm-hmm. to which things are entering in is going to, you know, everyone has their own filters for that. For Hashem. Yeah. Is, is there a sense in which the impact it had on me is now even to some degree separated from the actual thing? Mm-hmm. And so the actual thing can be long gone. The thing does isn't the ikarim. It's it's in you now. Right. It's in you. It is it is living. It's continuing continuing to be present within you now. Yeah. So the, the Rebbe described this whole thing because he wants to show us that our knowledge works the same way. We might think, no, knowledge is different from, you know, senses, the five senses. Knowledge is different from my, my physical interaction with, with the world. He says, no, no, there's different kinds of knowledge. There's a kind of knowledge that is merely an external awareness, an external perception. The vessel of the brain. The brain, right? I mean, I, and I think in English, without trying to get into scientific terminology here, but I think that part of what we're going to talk about is the difference between maybe brain and mind. Mm. You know, there's the, the brain perceives, but it's possible that, that whatever I know with my brain, no, cognitively, does not penetrate so deeply into my nefesh. It doesn't activate anything within me. It's a kind of knowledge that does not activate me. 
That kind of knowledge can very quickly be forgotten. Right? If I'm not thinking about it anymore, it's gone. Just like if I'm not looking anymore at something that doesn't touch me deeply, once I'm not looking at it, it does not exist for me anymore. Okay, tough. I agree totally. Okay, you can tell me when you disagree too. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is not the same for a kind of knowledge that enters more deeply, trickles down into my nefesh. And it, it acts upon me. Because my nefesh has, um, what's the word, to, to absorb, to absorb, to breathe, to breathe. That's the little cult. Ah, yeah. Acquired, understood. It's acquired, understood, but there's also like, there's an absorbed kind of thing. Like you take it in. Digested. You, yeah, I mean, all these words. Yeah. Kalatati. Kalatati. I got it. I got it. <laughs> That's the translation. I <laughs> the nefesh says, I got it. Because the nefesh has, has the image in my mind is just, a, is like, you know, with, with cell phone, uh, uh, what's it called? No, I'm like, it's called klita. Do you have service or not? Yeah. Right? Or like radio frequency. Do you pick up the, the, the wave? Miklot, kalatata. So if the nefesh caught, absorbed this knowledge in this, in this kind of way, So then the other pieces of knowledge, so to speak, the other parts of my knowledge, that the that my, my, my brain, my mind um, uncover from within me, so all of my knowledge, nimshachim yazu, become then drawn out. They emerge from that yidiyah that entered me more deeply, right? As if a certain thing that I perceived or became aware of or understood, it, it entered in more deeply. It got me mitpael. It got me to get excited. Um, excited is the wrong word because it, it could be hitpalut for in any way. Activated. It acted up. It turned something on in me. It caused a strong re- response within me. Okay? When it causes a strong response and reaction from within me, so then all other bits of knowledge that I'm going to experience after that are going to be just other versions <clears throat> or other outgrowths of that knowledge. So I'll, I'll give you like a negative example. Let's say I get really angry at somebody. Yeah? They did something that really, really got, got me angry. And I feel deeply hurt and and enraged. So then, like, everything else I'm going to think of is going to be another reason to, to hate that person, be angry at them. You know what I mean? It's like all the bits of knowledge, they just, they just grow out of whatever that core awareness is. It's true for joy. It's true for love. It's true for fear. I mean, we can, we can combat those things. We can work with them, right? It's not, like, abs- absolute. But, uh, I mean, think if you're anxious about, about some, some uh, trip you're going to take or some big, big uh, project you have, everything else that happens to you is going to make you more anxious. And if you feel deep love for somebody, everything else you see from them is going to make you feel more love. Okay? It's a, it's a yidiyah that, that enters into tochiyota nefesh, the insides of the nefesh, and, and acts upon it. So then all other yidiyah, all other knowledge, it grows out from there. Okay? 
וכל שרואה בתורה דומה לו שהכל נרמז על ידי אשר בנפשו. Right, so now back to the example he brought. I saw something in Torah that really turned me on, that really inspired me, touched me deeply. Every other bit of Torah that I learned for the next week, it all is, in my mind, it's all saying the same thing. It's all bits and shades of the same idea. כיוון שנפשו התפעלה מן הידיעה הראשונה. Because that first primary learning and, and understanding entered into my nefesh. What, what the Rebbe is really putting a finger on here is the, the difference in what part of me does, does a, a given experience touch? How deeply does it penetrate me? The things that don't penetrate me very deeply, when they're not in front of me anymore, I moved on. The things that do penetrate me deeply, that cause some kind of pi'ula within me, they bring something, a strong response out of me. So that stays with me even as I continue to go and encounter other things. Even as I come for, for knowledge, even as I come to learn and, and take in more information, they become colored by that seed core idea. Um, for emotions, they become colored by that emotion, things like that. Okay, so now he says, Rebbe says it was just describing to us different kinds of um, ways that we perceive and respond to, to our surroundings, yeah? And, and to information, and to Torah, great. But this process, Rabbi says, is the most pronounced in the Yidiyat Atzmoshebaadam, in the way that a person knows themselves. Shemilei'ah et kol ha'adam. Knowledge, my self-knowledge, my awareness of myself, that is a Yidiyat that fills me in my entirety. That self-knowledge, I am the self-reference point of me, just how, how I, my basic sense of self, how I colors all of my knowledge in this world. Everything kind of comes back to, to how I think of, know, and understand something within myself. Let's, let's read the rest of this paragraph because it'll be a little clearer. To the degree to which it's, it's almost everything that I see or hear, it sparks a, a, a piece of knowledge, a thought about, about myself. Meaning what? There's a thought, oh, this will be really great if I can, can have that. Oh, I really don't, don't, don't know that I don't want that. It could hurt me. Meaning the reference point of all my yidiot, of all of my bits of knowledge, all of what's happening in my brain most of the day is referring back to my yidiot atzmo, referring back to my, my awareness of self. It's, I am the, the self-reference point of that, that colors all other bits of knowledge that, and information that come, come through my... Through my is the Rebbe critical of that? Um, not yet. Not, not right now. He's just, he's just mapping out. And it's something he, he does no, a lot no. of. He's just mapping out like, this is like, when we just lay it on the table, can we, can we just understand like this is how, how, a lot of, how a lot of we work on the insides, right? My, there's such thing as knowledge, again, that, that touches me deeply and then informs all the other bits of knowledge that come my way. And the most basic knowledge that informs the bits of knowledge that come my way is my knowledge of myself, is my awareness of myself. <clears throat> Again, not in some kind of enlightened way even, just in the very basic, simple way. Human beings walk around 
with a, a self-reference point. <laughs> That's basically our GPS system. It's, yeah. it's telling me everything else that I take in is, is being filtered through that reference point. To the degree to which it's incredibly, it takes an incredible amount of work for a person to get to a point to be not so, to, means to distance myself, remove myself from self-interest, from um, ulterior motives, from agendas. Yeah? Let me finish the sentence, okay? He says, it's, it's the Yidia Atzmi, the core knowledge of myself, that colors all my other knowledge and experiences, is so powerful that it takes an incredible amount of work for me. Here he says, Let's say I'm coming to do something for God. It's incredibly difficult for me to to distance myself from self-interest. It's like almost the opposite of how, how you learn how to daven. You learn daven in a certain way to to have like I'm, I'm asking for something that yeah. has to do with me, right? So I just want to want to say here we 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 haven't read we'll, we'll read on further, but but um, the Rebbe is not in general and in, and in here it's not saying like you're nothing forget yourself you're a shmata like that is not the Rebbe's approach like the ethic like the self is the place of closest contact with God in the Rebbe's um, derech but right now he's describing something very a very subtle point here where like let's go back a few sentences everything I'm looking at is it good for me is it bad for me do I want it do I not want it it's very hard for me to engage in spiritual work also that's not self-serving in the small-minded way. In the small-minded way. Small-minded. There's small-minded self, self-service and there's ultimate self-service. <laughs> you know? And, and I think just I'm, I'm adding that language to, to sort of differentiate here. When he talks about pniot, it's, it's a small-minded self-serving approach. Okay. I could just give you a few examples. What? I'll give you a few examples. Okay, sensibly, I'm davening right now, but but really, what what's going on in my mind is like, I want I want I don't want other people to to know that I didn't go to shul today. I want other people to see me like really having kavana and really caring about what I'm doing. Um, I, uh, you know, whatever. Else, there's like very small small things that sort of just just get dragged along. You know, I, I'm learning so that I can I can feel that I just I know more than other people. These are the small things, small things, you know, and they can they can interact with our avodat Hashem in, in to different degrees. Sometimes more powerfully, sometimes less, and sometimes not at all. But he's saying the pniot, those those ways in which I'm, you know, I I, I can relate to asiyat mitzvot the same way I relate to um, buying a Coca Cola. Like I'm thirsty. Coke's Coke's gonna. I, mean, I don't even drink Coca Cola. <laughs> it's cool. It's refreshing. It's sweet. Whatever. And I, but Hashem can also just be okay. I'm doing this for for whatever specific goal I have for myself today. As Sorry. 
The page changed. My, change, my page changed. Hold on. Okay. Because our entire awareness and all of our other bits of knowledge and, and perception, they all become activated and emerge from this yidiyat atzmi, from this core awareness of self, this core knowledge of self. Because my knowledge of myself doesn't only activate the again, the outer realms of my of my vessels, of my faculties, of my you know my my, my senses, my knowledge, my emotions. It, it, it touches the core of my being. It act, it acts upon all other bits of knowledge, the rest of my awareness and perception, all gets colored by this. If when I'm asleep, this knowledge stays with me. Because when I'm sleeping, the only thing that's at rest is Kleihamoach, is the the um, those certain cognitive functions. There are certain cognitive functions that are at rest when I'm sleeping. But but the the essence of my being and the essence of my awareness and mind are not at all at rest when I'm asleep. And and this is the place she This kind of knowledge of self we're talking about, it's it that's where it rests. Right? I mean, just think about what what am I in my dreams? It's all about it's all about me also. Like even more so me. Even more so. <laughs> even more so. When you when you awake, you can have an observation of trying to be able. To well, you can differentiate when you're awake. You can differentiate, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. When you're asleep, it's, yeah, it's like fire, like all your intentions and your. Right. So again, we're not here giving a a, a criticism or a judgment. We're we're describing yeah. we're describing the phenomenon. Analysis. <clears throat> Remember where, where we began this whole Torah. That Rabbi Elimelech said that all Torah and all mitzvot is to come to know Anochi Hashem. Is to come to know that there is a God and to come to, to an awareness of God. So too, the knowledge of God that a person can know has to be in this same way. It is, cannot be the this activity or that something that that exists on the external level of the vessels which is just like any other kind of bit of information or thing that i know it is not one more thing that i know god is not one more thing that i know along with all the other things that i know a kind of knowledge that doesn't impact and affect the rest of my awareness and perception and knowledge the kind of knowledge that is hidden from me, that disappears from sight, that is forgotten the moment I go and think about another piece of information. Rather, knowing God is something that has to penetrate, mm-hmm. enter, touch the nefesh. And be united in that person's Essence, kemo atatzmo. It's in the same in the same way that the person knows themselves. So this is a level of knowledge 
that I think is beyond um, simple like intellectual knowledge, yes, like, like in 1492. And I also think it's deeper. 1492? In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Okay. Um, like it's not it's not a nice cute little rhyme like right. Hashem is here Hashem is there Hashem is truly right, everywhere right and it's also deeper right. than like, <laughs> it's also deeper than said. like <laughs> did you see that YouTube video like it's deeper than that too it's like deeper okay. oh. it's deeper yeah. than it's, it's, you know it's, it's not it's not information it is not information to know God is not to know something intellectually it's the idea that not only enters into me and affects the rest of me but he says to the same depth of the way I know myself. Right. Last sentence over here is incredible. Well, last the next one yeah. that we haven't read yet? Yeah. Okay, so let's read it. No, because it, it, it brings he, he, together. Yeah. This yidi'ah, this awareness, knowing. You know, I, I always want, I want to keep the difference between like knowing and knowledge. Anyway, this is just, these are just uh, these are semantics. Maybe no, not just no, semantics. No, no, right. Tihiyeimo tamid. It should be. It has to be with us constantly. Ben er uben yoshen. Whether we're awake, whether we're asleep. V'tif al gam al kolsh ar yidiotav. And to then to be to act upon all the rest of my knowledge and awareness. Shibichol haidiot yakirat Hashem. Everything that I know, I come to further recognize God. In the same way that everything I encounter, I'm thinking about myself. <laughs> knowledge of God, true knowledge of God, the Rebbe is saying, it works that way. It works that way. That's what it looks like, he says. We should probably just stop here and go to the woods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Roll around in the wet grass, you know, mama. Like, uh, <clears throat> Again. What? Can we go over that paragraph again? Sure. Because you you want more of the idea to enter. Can you say that side? You want me to? Well, you're you asking me. Yeah, Adam's suggesting saying well, it inside and okay. outside. We'll start with the. I don't know which is the chitzonyut and which is the primut anymore. I'll try to say it. For, I'll try to say it from inside. How about that? The purpose of Torah mitzvot, purpose of all divrei Torah, that based on what the Rebbe's been saying here, is to know Anochi Hashem, to know the godly reality, and I'll, I'll add the godly reality that's expressed by the word Anochi, which is a expression of self, of a godly self. First, the first words of Torah God speaks to us is, "Here is myself." So the Rebbe says there's many types of knowledge. And a lot of the things that we know, we know externally. When we're not encountering them, we're not thinking about them, we're not face-to-face with them, it, it passes, it disappears, either momentarily or is completely forgotten. But there's deeper levels of knowing, which are when I experience something and encounter something that touches something much more deeply inside of me, that impacts me, and causes me to, to have a, a, a visceral reaction to it. My nefesh, yeah, my inner terrain, my inner experience is touched by that and responds to it and feels it. The deepest, most core knowledge that I have that colors all the other things that I think about and I'm aware of is myself. At core, 
I am aware of myself, and that informs everything else that I interact with throughout my day. So he says, if we want to really know what know, what knowing God is, it's it's a knowledge that has to penetrate as deeply as the way I know myself. To know God as deeply, or to the deep to the degree to which I know myself, that same depth is where I know God from. And in the same way that my knowledge of self becomes the, the filter through which I experience everything else in my life, if I truly have a penetrating knowledge of God, that becomes the filter through which I, I come to experience everything else in my life. Did that make sense? I'm just reading <laughs> and translating there's like a self-conscious yeah. there's another consciousness that's 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 godly that's part that, that's that's part of me or i don't think that there are two no yeah sorry i finished the question so is, it, is it because is it, is it like basically understanding god and then through that seeing the world and seeing the how the, that we go through through the day through, through basically his eyes or his experience that's my question. <laughs> it's a little fuzzy. Still, yeah, right? it's mamash. Right. I don't think he's talking about displacing me with God as an other, if that makes sense. Right? When we talk about avodah zarah, yeah, don't, don't serve foreign gods. So a lot of the rabbis say, what is a foreign god? Rashi, mamash Rashi. Rashi says, there, there's a Elohim Acherim. There's a phrase in Torah, other gods. Rashi says, What is a foreign god? What is an other god? It is a god who is other in essence to those who serve that god. Now you might think, what are you talking about? Of course God is other to us. But no, no, the, the, the depth of, of, of Torah is teaching us the otherness from God is a detachment from God. And the goal of Torah and the goal of living in this relationship with God is to enter into a, a union with God, an attachment with God. Where, okay, I'm already, we haven't gotten to the Rebbe's words here. I'm just kind of adding my own words to respond to your question. That sense of self, that yidiat atzmo, that yidiat ha'etzem, from which I'm going to be operating if I have a knowledge of God, awareness of God that penetrates me that deeply. It's not really a question of like, is is it me? Is it God? I mean, maybe that because that is a question I can negotiate and work with sometimes. But it's again, it's not an external knowledge. It's an internalizing an awareness of God that then everything else that I encounter is is more ways that I come that I come to recognize and, and become aware of God. So how do you, how do you differentiate? A person could be self-aware his whole life, uh -huh. and not other than with God. It's true. It's true. So, it's, so in the Rebbe's, so I think what you're asking here is, if I understand correctly, the Rebbe is not saying self-awareness is God awareness. He's not saying that. He's not saying that. He's saying he's that saying, the level, the level of consciousness at which you are experiencing self-awareness when knowledge of God comes into the picture is holding in the same place. Yes. He's saying that, that true Yidi'at Hashem, that we are striving towards our whole life, that he opened up with, that we are engaging in all of this learning and, and action and activity and avoda for, the, per, the ultimate goal there 
is for there to be an awareness and a knowledge that penetrates me and lives within me as deeply as the way that I know myself. Can I throw in some common question, question and comment? I don't know if this is answering you or if it's we need hard, to read it's, more. It's, it's it, hard for me to like. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a zenkon. It's not something... On the chitzoniut level, we're not... On the level of chitzoniut, we're not going to understand it. Um, let, let's, let's read on because the Rebbe is going to now continue Great to stuff. expand this concept a little more and um, and give a beginning of an application, of a path towards not understanding this as much as what does it look like to engage in Avoda this way. Okay? Again, I'm just saying the beginning because like it's much broader than, than what he's going to say here. As he said before, it's a good life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> V'chein, says the Rabbi, therefore, k'day l'hachniset yidiriyat Hashem derech klei haguf al-nafsho. It's very specific words here. In order to bring in, to absorb yidiriyat Hashem, godly knowledge, knowledge of God. I don't like even of God because that already objectifies it. Godly knowledge. <laughs> Knowing God. Derech klei haguf, through the um, functions of the body, El nafsho to the nefesh, right? This whole thing is about being machnis, bringing in and penetrating for, to allow this this knowing, this knowledge to penetrate through the body to touch the core, deeper in the soul. Ulakashro benafsho pnima and to attach that knowing with our nefesh inside. Tzarich hayish Yisrael b'chol eit shezocher at Hashem lechabra im atzma. Person needs to every moment, every time, every every moment that they remember God, that God is, they, they're aware of God. At any moment that they're aware of God, a person needs to connect that knowledge, that awareness with themselves. Okay? How do I bring knowing God to the, to the depth of degree to which I know myself? Well, I have to bring God, knowledge of God and self closer together. I have to plug that into to myself at every moment. What does this look like? <laughs> what does this look like? Now, now I just want to say, part of what the Rebbe is describing here, the, the, the great vision of it, it's like, okay, maybe the greatest tzaddikim uh, who've lived, like, can, can we can say epitomize that. But, but what the Rebbe is, is trying to do in, all the time is how do we take the most sublime um, experiences and ways of, of connecting with God and, and mamash related to who we are and where we are, each one of us. Sorry to interrupt. Please. Sorry, have an absolute nullification of self. Hmm? Like no more time? Tzadik. Yeah. Have a nullification of self. I don't know what a nullification of self is, to be okay. honest. You know, I know there's a language like that. I know that there's, I know the like words, but. It's, it's not you. Uh -huh. This seems to me like it's a superimposed you and Hashem. So I would say, that I'll, I'll, if I, to just respond like very, like a regular thought, the Rebbe has. Two, two things that come to mind immediately. One is the Rebbe has this language in, in his Drush and Parsha Naso, which is Ha'ani Shelamala. There's Ani, there's me below, and there's me above. And the me above is the place from which, where I am rooted in, in my Creator. Okay? And, and I think we're talking in, in somewhat of a similar paradigm here when we're coming to Ladat et Anochi Hashem. 
to the degree of da'atatzmi, it might have a similar, like I would say for the Rebbe, it's like you can see the word self as an as a small s or an s that goes, you know, curves all the way up. An inclusive self. Who is who is the who is the ultimate self of reality? There is one self of reality. Ani Hashem Elokeichem, right? Ani in the Kabbalah is a is a name of God. I'm just throwing these like these are bits of information that I think it gives a different language to to what this how we understand this process. And 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 moreover, there's I, I because you brought it, I have to read you one sentence from a from a drasha in, in in Purim that I I've been looking at recently, where that's that's talking about a similar thing. Because he talks here, I'll just say al regalachad. He talks in this drasha. He says, "When I am zocher, same word here. When I remember God, God is remembering me too." Remembering me, <laughs> and then he goes on. He says, "The me that that should tzarich shi havaya The anochi, the me that can exist in God's consciousness, so to speak, has to have presence. Has to have a reality. If I hold myself as being nothing, I cannot ascend into God's consciousness. I think it's a, it's a sharp response, I think, to this idea that the way to connect to God is to make yourself nothing. I don't, I, I think really it's less, a, it's, it's about how the language, the, the different emphasis and the ways of interpreting that statement, you know, it's not like the words Bittul and Ayin don't exist for him. They do exist for him. But the conventional way of thinking about it is, is a little too counterproductive. The conventional way of thinking about it is, is, is a little too self-deprecating and destroying of self. And he says, no, yourself in its root is an outgrowth of the self. <clears throat> and our avoda in this world is to build that bridge more deeply and more fully between my life and experience in this world and in this body in my particular soul and experience of life with the great all-encompassing reality that I'm participant in. So it's different that demands different things at different times, you know. But it demands expansion and contraction appropriately also. Like so there's times where that's restrictive, there's times where that's expansive. You know, but but to call it one thing and not the other, that because that's where we get we get into into kind of trickier territory. Okay, the, the, image, yeah. the image that came down when you when you were just saying that, that yourself is the outgrowth of the self. I'm going to put mm-hmm. that as a quote on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is um is of like I'm like a blossom on a giant tree. Mm-hmm. If you imagine, mm-hmm. like every single mm-hmm. human being mm-hmm. is like a blossom mm-hmm. on a giant tree, mm-hmm. and we're all part of the same tree. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi right. Nachman gives this gives this mashal, by the way, that that there's there's the tree of souls, and he says the tzaddik is 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 closer to the roots. So a tzaddik might be part of the trunk, might be part of the shoresh. I might be a blossom, I might be a leaf, I might be a fruit, I might be a branch, but this is one tree growing mm-hmm. out of one. Mm. One life and one source. You okay? Beautiful. I, uh, I just have a okay. 
So the Rebbe is talking about what is this about? Whenever I think of God, whenever I remember God, I have to I have to bring that into myself. I have to connect that 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 awareness, that memory, that knowledge in that moment with myself. Not merely in the level of thought, of intellect. Oh, I'm thinking about God, so now I'm going to keep thinking about God. What am I doing in God's presence right now? How can I exist, be present, appear more accurately? How can I appear in my current state before this high and ultimate greatness? What am I doing now? How am I being now? How am I appearing now? Yeah? So it's like that, that, that immediately, it's not just like, okay, there's God, okay, there's God, I'm still remembering there's a God. So I have to attach that with my state of being in the present. If I'm aware of it intellectually, I now have to, how do I appear before God? How do I exist in God's presence? And what does that bring out for me? Now, now that could express itself in activity, that could express itself in in inner process, in a kind of showing up, in, a, in, in something that emerges within me, or an inner state. But the question is, is I have to bring that, right? The Rebbe is saying, every, anytime you think about God, bring that from intellect to nefesh. Bring that from an objective knowledge of something out there to a experience of a state of being within yourself. And, and into what you're doing. As well, you know, it's, it's like he's, he's Jewish. <laughs> Do something for God. Be something for God. Okay, let it penetrate you. So he says, any other kinds of, any other kinds of, you know, similar kinds of thoughts. Why? Because the purpose here is to bring that memory or that bit of awareness of knowledge. To the point where my nefesh, right, the blood that courses through my veins, the life force that animates my being is going to be activated by that knowledge. That it's going to unite with my cellular cellular reality. Yeah, it's going to get into my skin. It's going to get into my heart. It's going to get into my bones. Ve'az mechaber machshavot elu im kanal. Then what we're engaged in is the process of attaching this, these thoughts of God with the nefesh, with my, my inner self, with my soul. And for this knowledge then to become, at the very least, no, no, no less than my knowledge of self. Right? Because again, I'm, I'm embodying the state of self with God in that moment. What is it, what is it like to live with God? Live in a godly way. Be aware of God in my body, in my mind, in my emotions. So we, we practice this bit by bit, by bit, by bit, by bit. And the hope is that we're aggregating every time there's 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 another opening, another you know, it's like any 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 muscle that you exercise is another another way to bring it in, another moment to bring it in. Another part of myself that might get touched by this. 
before I start to learn Torah. Okay? What is my kavanah? What is my what is the awareness I should cultivate before I come to learn Torah? Take a moment and think to myself, I am now coming to bring into myself the Machshevet the will and consciousness of God that is within Torah. I'm, I'm coming to bring that into my body and into my nefesh. I'm coming to absorb God's consciousness into myself and, and will. And if one merits, the person will reach what, what, is, what is described in the Tikkun Azar. Your mouth is Sinai. Kalin Vahavlin Dinafkin Mipumachalayu Itmar Vakola Amuimitakolod, the voices, the vapors that are um, coming out of your mouth, emitting from your mouth, is what's being described in the Torah at, at, at Mamar Harsinai. The whole nation sees the, the sounds. <laughs> this is uh this like wondrous uh, child saying to Rabbi Shimon Mariochai. Your mouth is Harsinai. The vapors of your mouth are the smoke of Sinai. The voice of Torah that, of the, that you're speaking is the kolot that everybody saw. It's giving mamashut to, to the communication between God and humanity in the moment. V'antu, says the Tikkun antu and you, b'diyukna demarach, t'bezimna depatach ba'anochi. You are in the image of your master in the moment that God opened with the word Anochi. Yeah. The, the whole Mahalach there? Your mouth, your mouth is Sinai. The breath and voice that emit from your mouth is like the whole nation seeing the voices and smoke at the giving of the Torah. And you, in your speaking, are the like the face of your master who opened with the word Anochi. It's it's Mamash describing the person becoming embodying Ma'amar Harsina, the mountain, the giving of the Torah, and the giver of the Torah speaking itself through that person. We'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. But how incredible will be the excitement, the arousal that a person can can receive from this. To the point to which the knowledge, the mind, the thought of Torah, it will not remain intellectual for me anymore. It's not a activity of the brain. Rather, that seichel, that mind, that consciousness of Torah, that is within the Torah, it will penetrate throughout my entire body, throughout all of the garments of my nefesh, right, which includes my body sensations, my emotions, my thoughts, my senses, 
to color my entire experience of learning in that moment. And that consciousness of God that is within the Torah will unite with my with my nefesh. What he's so let's just, just take a step back. It's a very dramatic and kind of sublime image that he's speaking, and it's exciting, but it's also like, okay, what does that mean? Right? Um, so one thing the Rebbe is saying here is he's describing away not just all of Avodat Hashem and Torah Mitzvah but here specifically he's focusing in on, on, on a, a way of approaching Limud right? how does learning become something that doesn't remain intellectual and cognitive so we start with a Kavana of I'm coming now to unite myself with God's will and consciousness that is embedded in these words. And I'm coming to bring those into myself, to let them enter into me and penetrate me. And the description of the Tikkun Ezor is that the person themselves who truly unite with, with Torah, it's a moment of Matan Torah happening through them. Matan Torah is happening through that person when they're, when they're uniting with Torah in this way. Parsinai is happening in their mouth. By uttering the words that they're learning, and and it's what's more radical. The Tikkunim say is that the the image of God saying the word Anochi Hashem Elokecha is is being embodied by that person who's speaking God's words, right? Not in some kind of way of like look how look how 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 brilliant and holy I am. Bichlalo. It's that 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 it's engaging in Torah in such a way that it becomes something that is a transformative experience in that moment. And it's happening through me. How is that not Nevoa? It is related. We'll, we'll come, just, hold, just let me kind of try to flesh this out. That the, the giving of Torah is happening through a person who unites themselves with, with Torah in this way. It did not happen one time, and I'm not reading words that were once written down to think about that. I could be doing that, but the Rebbe's describing something entirely different. So what he's saying, let's say maybe just for us, yeah? For us, you just come back to where the Rebbe said, can I set a kavana for myself when I'm engaging in learning? Just say to myself, okay, God's voice and words are alive in these words that I'm about to encounter. Can I open myself up to let them let them penetrate me, to let them touch me in the nefesh, and not just to read and analyze and think? Bichlal, the Baal Shem Tov, says, you know, you have to take breaks from your learning to remember God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to stop your learning to just... You've got to stop your learning to bring that God consciousness, and then you can bring that to your learning. But that's what the Baal Shem is, totally shema, is to, to, to just return ourselves to the, the avoda of learning Torah is, is bringing ourselves into a communication with, with God. And a communication with God doesn't happen in the intellect. It happens based everything the Rabbi's been saying till now. Communication with God, di'at Hashem, the knowledge of God that Torah and mitzvot are meant to bring us towards, that, that is the ultimate goal of it, is something that, that penetrates to the core of my my experience and my awareness to that same degree of this is this is all I this is all of what I am right now. This is Kuli right now is there. My whole reality right now is in this knowledge, is in this awareness, is in this 
connection in this interaction. And he's not speaking about this in an abstract way. He's speaking of this while learning Torah, while speaking Torah, while engaging with this. I'm, I, I, th I think he's speaking about this from experience. That this is his. He's sharing with us his avoda. He's telling us what he's what he's this aiming for. This is what he for. experiences when he's learning Torah. This is what his this is what his path of avoda is. You ta you asked about nevoa before. I mean, it's mamash explicitly throughout his farim. He's, he's trying to get people back in touch with a prophetic relationship with God. Prophetic. Prophetic. Not in the way of you know. Let me tell you the future. Like that's not what prophecy is about. Prophecy is about a a a visceral lived experience of of God's reality in this world, and that the prophetic path is is from from the Rebbe's in the Rebbe's words the the whole path of Chassidut the whole inner inner path of Torah of Kabbalah going all the way back is the path of the prophetic path of the Nevi'im path of the prophets, and it involves this this nefesh. Interaction again, like these are all really high spiritual terms. Let's, let's come back to it. What is it at, at core? It's about a nefesh, a a lived experience in in body, in emotion, in mind that is pulsating and interacting with these holy words, with these holy actions, with bichlal, my experience of in the world within a godly context. It's good, we're good. We're at, we're at time. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Cohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.